0: You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow, right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. At first, I thought, episode number one, I'll be sharing what I do. And then I said, it. I'm so over people leading with what they do for a living. I refuse to start there. Instead, I thought I would kick things off by ripping the band-aid on my story. I guess, yes, I am what they call a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur. However, I think a more accurate description would likely be people pleaser turned high achiever turned corporate ladder climber turned burnt out mom turned awakened woman turned entrepreneur turned stay at home mom turned caregiver turned virtual school teacher. Okay, guys, I'm going to stop. You get the idea. There is a lot more going on than meets the eye. I think radical honesty about my story and what makes me me is going to be the proper setup to real and raw conversation. And that's the vision that I have for this podcast. I was hardworking and very achievement focused since before I was old enough to work. As a kid, the first game I ever played on a computer was lemonade stand. I would look at the weather, the expected road work and events, and then buy ingredients and advertise and sell lemonade accordingly to earn a profit that was the game I loved. That game and my parents' businesses were the first tastes I had of entrepreneurship. I grew up on an island in BC, and we owned a gorgeous bed and breakfast there years before Airbnb was a thing. I say we because it really was always positioned to us kids like we were part of the business. We changed beds, we greeted guests, we stayed quiet during breakfast, and when we grew up, We helped make the muffins and deliver trays of food or answer the door if someone forgot toothpaste. We understood from a young age that by doing these things, our family earned money and that money, well, it went to dinners out, vacations and other extra things that we loved. I started multiple businesses before I graduated high school and I've worked since I was 14 years old. I loved having my own money, but total truth, I was not smart with it at all. Don't be fooled as you hear me talking about this thirst for money and think, oh, she's been making money for so long. Yes, I've been working. Making money came much, much later. After all the guest jeans were bought and the pricey chemical filled makeup was discovered and the tab for my friend's ice cream was paid for. I was a bossy little girl. So cringe, right? When you grew up in the 80s and 90s, being bossy was a negative thing. Thankfully, now, when someone calls my seven-year-old daughter bossy, I get excited and proud and think, heck yes, she is going to show up as a future leader. I was the chatty one in class, and I always had lots of ideas, but rarely found the confidence to share them outside of my family. The first real badass thing I can remember doing is when I quit French class. The teacher and I did not get along, but usually teachers loved me. I chose to do a self-directed distance learning option instead. It isn't sounding very badass right now, but believe me, at the time it was. Okay, let's fast forward now a few decades. I have two beautiful kids, a successful husband, a great job, a professional reputation, a home and a good community, all the things. And yet I've been running in survival mode for years. My back pain was intense. My emotional eating was like some annoying ninja that sneaks up on you, and you don't want it to. My mood was up and down. I had no family close by and very little support at home. I have never really learned how to rest, and I'm 34 years old. Now we're getting to the unraveling. Because the reality was I was headed straight for burnoutsville, but I hadn't even realized it yet. I feel like I want to read you guys a tiny bit of the introduction to a chapter I wrote for a book coming out in May. This is actually my draft pre any rounds of edits, but what I wrote for this new book will give you insights into how things went from corporate ladder climber across the bridge called burnout to entrepreneurship on the other side. You will be the first to get readings from my book here on the podcast, but you're going to have to wait for the whole story in May. The Earthquakes That Awaken Us, draft from the Lemonade co-author book coming May 2021, written by Kirstie Stubbs. I woke up four years ago, forgetting completely just how fucking badass I was. The truth is, I've done many bold things in my 38 years here on Earth, but life circumstances and adulting led me down safer paths, And after a few too many times doing what I thought I should do, I forgot just how brave I am. In a meeting with my life coach, she suggested I write a list of my boldest moments to remind myself. This was a simple activity that had massive ripples in my life. Highlights from that list included holding a snake on my 10th birthday, taking off solo to Australia at 17 for a year-long exchange, kayaking with killer whales, moving across Canada for a boy, asking for a promotion more than once, cutting out toxic friendships, having two babies under two, saying yes to not one, but two major HGTV renovations, and leaving the corporate world to go all in on family and my business. Those were just the big ones. In writing the list, I also realized that as a woman and a mother, there are simpler, smaller moments throughout the day where we take bold action. Yet somehow, they're rarely celebrated. Standing down a toddler who says none of their 14 pairs of socks fit right comes to mind. Or even speaking up with a smart response to a clueless male leader at work who says something like, well, if you're going to pay someone else to raise your kids all day, then you might as well work here really hard. Yes. That is from my experience. But I also realized that only in hindsight, long after the moment had already passed, do I see how bold it was. And the best example of that is the year I admitted burnout and subsequently took a medical leave from my corporate career. It was not in my plan. It was definitely not on my vision board or my carefully curated list of career goals. It wasn't something that any of my friends had done or anything I had ever considered I would need to do. And at the time, it didn't feel bold at all. It felt weak. We live in a society where the hustle is prized and prided more than the authentic natural flow of things. We are conditioned to think that asking for help is a sign of weakness or that we need to guilt ourselves into endless worry for taking time off to rest or simply slow down because our overall health and well-being is being impacted by this non-stop race we continue to run every day with no end in sight. And although every corporation has some form of ask for help, don't be stressed, we care about your well-being, we keep going without fueling our tank destined to crash and burn unless we make a bold move, taking a stand for ourselves. When it, the leave, started, it felt scary and unknown, uncomfortable. It also turns out, stepping away from your job, which for me was my entire identity outside of being a mom, came with a heavy side of shame, the kind that needs therapy and Brene Brown books and a few filled journals to navigate through from a young age, I learned that when you take bold action in your life, some people will get it and some won't. But in the case of my leave, those closest to me were in such disbelief and feared only for my career, financial losses and reputation, which then made me feel unsupported and copious amounts of shame. Once the shock of it all wore off, I did the work to stop hiding my emotional, physical and mental burnout. And I let them in to see how I needed to rest. The moment I let them see my pain, that was the moment I remembered how brave and courageous I was to even prioritize rest and healing. My burnout was a little over 15 years in the making, so it goes without saying that healing would take far longer than a simple three-month leave of absence. But this short-term leave cracked me open and allowed me to disconnect from people and technology, calendars, and professional responsibilities to a level that I had never before experienced. My life until this moment was organized into a color-coded calendar since I was 17. This was the scariest yet most life-changing thing I have ever done in these four years of healing since. There have been lots of lows, small winds, huge surprises, and many bold earthquake moments. Earthquake moments are the ones that will forever change you, the most chaotic and messy, the ones that shake you to your core, each moment forever etched in your memory. The rest of my chapter is going to share with you four big earthquake moments that I've had. So I'm going to leave it there and you guys can catch the rest when the book comes out. All right. So you guys got a taste. I hope you enjoyed it. Look, recovering from burnout has been such a long process. I wouldn't even say I'm on the other side of it entirely yet to be completely honest with you. But we're going to talk more about that in a coming episode when I discuss unlocking self-care strategies that actually work and helped me along the way. Thanks for being here. Seriously, it means the world to me. My hope is that when these episodes drop weekly, you fit them in while folding a basket of laundry or making kids' lunches, just like I'm sitting in your kitchen with a coffee and we're chatting and there's no lockdown and kids are in school. Ah, imagine that. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirstie. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.